Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A James Beard Award-nominated restaurant owner opens a new wine bar in Rittenhouse. I'm also six months pregnant, so... Congratulations! Maybe that's been the most challenging part of this whole process. With charcuterie and tartine to eat and wine on tap to drink. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can. And then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets at 1602 Spruce Street at the brand new Super Foley with owner Chloe Grigri. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Excited to have you here. So what does Super Foley mean? Super Foley is a made up word. It basically just means fantastical, really fun. And uh, how long did it take you to get this all together? We signed the lease, I believe, in... June 2022. I think it was the end of June 2022. Um, So it's been sort of a long time coming. And believe it or not, we actually were looking at this space pre-pandemic. So we were pretty close to signing a lease in March 2020. Mm. And then it sort of got sidelined. My husband works in commercial real estate and worked closely with the landlord who owns this building. Um, So it had always sort of been on our radar and it came back very much so on our radar come the beginning of last summer. You're a woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, happy Women's History Month. Congratulations. This is lovely to be able to feature a woman business owner during the month of March. What can you tell me about the type of food? So the type of food, we do not, we have a non-vented kitchen here. So everything that we're doing food-wise is plated and particular. It's French inspired, but also inspired a little bit by our travels elsewhere. Think Spain, think a little bit Mexico City. And it's being headed by the chef of the Good King Tavern, my other restaurant. Michael Valent is his name. Yeah, so it's a pretty tight menu. The way that we designed it is so that you could pop in for a drink and a snack or you could come in and sort of order almost everything and have a full dinner. So it's somewhere between my other two concepts in terms of what we're doing food-wise, Good King Tavern being dinner, Le Caveau being very like snack and drink oriented and this being somewhere in the middle. Can you tell us what 
the foods are? So we have a selection of cheese and charcuterie, um, which will mostly rotate. It's uh, a mix of French, domestic. We have one Spanish cheese in the mix right now, which may or may not change. And then we have a selection of tartines that will change seasonally to open. We have a whipped butter and sea bean tartine, which I'm very excited about. What is a tartine? It's basically a piece of bread with some fun toppings on top. You can think of it as like a toast. Like I think I think a lot of restaurants in, in the U.S. would refer to it as a toast. But in France, it's a tartine, and so there are tartines here. We've got a selection of composed vegetable dishes, ranging from a smashed cucumber with a creme fraiche vinaigrette to a charred eggplant yogurt, sort of crudite style with endive, and then some other sort of French classics. We will always have some sort of raw preparation, so crudo or fish tartare. We do have a steak tartare. Yeah, I, I think that it'll expand beyond what we're opening with right now. Our priority was definitely getting the doors open and having enough for people to nosh on while they're drinking wine or having a cocktail, um, but it'll, it'll definitely grow from there yeah is it a wine bar and also i understand i just noticed that there's a bunch of taps against the bar yeah so we have a couple of wines on tap we have only two beers on tap currently it is main company lunch ipa and then which is kind of like a niche all-star beer that people are always seeking out pretty small quantity in terms of production and then we have old speckled hen on nitro and then we have one bottled beer in addition to that we're thinking about adding some sort of vermouth or sherry on tap as well but we're not quite there yet there's a big draw to drinks on tap? Well, it's more economical from a business perspective. I don't know like where the trend really originates. I think it's more a function of the way that it makes sense on the back end for business. Right. Um, because also like the product lasts longer. When you think about opening a bottle of wine versus tapping a keg of wine, that's going to last a lot longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've always seen beers on tap and then there was a, uh, then it's, they started off with like coffee on tap and then I saw, started seeing a lot of wines on tap. Yeah, I think it's a good way. And like for coffee, for example, like the nitro is something that imparts a textural component, you know? So I feel like in that sense, it definitely makes sense. And I agree. I think I think that it's like a convenience thing. But you're right. I guess we do see a lot of like cocktails on draft now too. It's all mixed and it's like you're going to get the same one every time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a consistency thing as well. Like you're guaranteed to have the same thing. We have one cocktail on draft right now. It's the perfect pal. What is that? Perfect Pal is bonded rye whiskey, Campari, and a split of dry and sweet vermouths. Mm. So it's a boozy cocktail served on ice with an orange slice. Tell me about your design choices here. Yeah, so we worked with our our really close friend, Robert Brown, who also did all of the design work at Le Caveau. And we took a lot of the original detailing of the space and kind of amplified it. The ceilings are all original. We did whitewash any of the wood and we painted the tiles as well. Um, we so wanted wait, to... were these, is this both original? The, yeah, the wood part yeah, yeah, and the tile? All, it was like a mix? This was all here. I'm not sure like when that manifested exactly in the history of the building, but this was original to us when we entered the space. And then we exposed a lot of the brick and really wanted to sort of open the space up, add a lot of sort of white with these sort of dark features. And then the kind of green that you see speckled throughout, whether it be on the tiles or the upholstery, we were trying to hone in on like the vibes of the Mediterranean, if that makes sense. All of my family's from near Marseille in the south of France. And we spent a lot of time there. You speak French? Oh, yeah. Is fully a word in French? Yeah. What does it mean? Like cuckoo crazy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So super crazy. Exactly. 
super crazy fun. I know. I just feel like crazy has like a weird connotation or something in, in English. And it's not, it's, it's like, that's why I like fantastical a little bit more. It feels like otherworldly. Super fantastical. Super fantastical. I love it. I, it's, it sounds fun. Yeah. 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 Um, do you know what the building was before you took it over? It was home to a pop-up, I think, during the pandemic. And then prior to that, it was it was Plenty Cafe. What are you most looking forward to with the new spot? I'm excited to be west of Broad. I've spent the last 10 years of my restaurant career east of Broad in Bella Vista. And while it'll always be home to me, it's cool to be in a new neighborhood. My husband, who is my partner, he, he has roots at Burnick. That's what sort of brought him to Philly. So he was anchored in his early days in Philadelphia, west of Broad in Rittenhouse. And I feel like such a passerby when I'm here, even though I've grown up my life in Philadelphia. I went to Friends Select, 17th and the Parkway. But it's cool. It's cool to be back on this side of the of the city. As a kid, didn't you, after school, just like walk downtown and walk in this part of the area? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm, I, I live in the city, so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly all around town. But in terms of like spending actual hours right. west of Broad on a daily basis, it's not something that I've done in a long time. What are you noticing in terms of the neighborhood and the anticipation? Yeah, there's a lot of commercial activity. There are a lot of, there's a lot of foot traffic between the theaters and just regular business being so close to Rittenhouse Park. And that's something that I feel like we don't totally see east of Broad or in Bella Vista in particular. And yeah, we've had a lot of like people popping in and asking what's happening and we'll see how this week goes. It sounds like it's been a long time coming. Yeah, definitely. What took so long was it? Permitting, building, planning. If I'm being completely honest, that's not very long for a restaurant opening. It always takes a little bit of time with the city for permitting and construction. Most of the construction, all of the construction we did was aesthetic, but it still, it takes time, especially in the post-pandemic world. Cost of materials, lead times, labor, they're all, they're all major challenges to anybody opening businesses today. So it was just circumstantial. Yeah. How do you feel now? Like, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but it's not like what it, it was, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day when I, when I would identify the pandemic as being over. And I think that's a loaded question. and I'm not totally sure how to answer, but it does feel a little bit like December 2022, you know, <laughs> it feels a little bit like a veil has been lifted in 2023, knock on wood. And I feel like we're sort of entering this post-pandemic world and kind of seeing things come back to life. So I feel pretty positive about yeah. about that aspect of things. Yeah, some people are saying daunting. Some people use words like, you know, during the the hardest part of the pandemic or the the midst of the difficult part of the pandemic or the quarantine part of the pandemic cuz I mean, yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, I think most people in the restaurant world got back to it really quickly and I for one would say that it saved my life like having to be social and get back out into the world as quickly as we all did for the most part to maintain our livelihoods. I think that we've been we've been in it and like sort of maneuvering all of the different phases a little bit differently and now it's been oh my god it's almost three years. And now it feels like a blink, right? <laughs> it's been almost three years. So now this feels this feels like a refresh for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's been the most challenging part about opening Superfully? Working with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? Like, not everybody spends this much time with their significant other. I'm just kidding. He's going to kill me. Um, um, the most challenging part, I don't know. It's it's all challenging. It's a ton of work. It's like studying for a final in college or working on a project or throwing a huge party that just never stops, you know? Like, when you're in that event planning mode and you're just living and breathing 
every aspect of it until it finally happens and then you can sort of relax. Opening a restaurant is like that, except you can't get to relax right afterwards. It just keeps, it just keeps going and shape-shifting and becoming a little bit different. But every opening has their obstacles, and it's always something new. And you can be in the business for a really long time and still make like rookie mistakes and be like, how the hell did I overlook that? Like, how did I miss that in my brain? I'm also six months pregnant, so my Congratulations. brain is total mush right now. Um, Congratulations. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's been the most challenging part of this whole process, but... Right, like two babies. Yeah, two babies, exactly. So you're getting this up and running, and then another, like, three, four months, you're going to have to, like, take a break. Yeah, we'll see what that break looks like. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not really a break. I mean, a break from the restaurant because yeah, yeah, yeah. we all know yeah, yeah, yeah. that it is work. Yeah. This is my, this is my first, my first child. So I definitely came into it being like, yeah, I'll, I'll take like a week or two off and then I'll be back at it. And all of my girlfriends with children are like, no, it's not going to be a reality. You're going to have to rethink that plan. We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you most looking forward to? I am looking forward to, we just finished a huge expansion project over at 614 7th as well. We have a James Beard nod in the wind right now for Look Havo and this place just opening. I'm looking forward to like six months from now when the dust has sort of settled and we're in a rhythm because there's nothing better than sort of riding like an easy roller coaster of the hospitality industry. That's What's what that? An easy, easy in the hospitality? It's never easy. It's really yeah. never easy. Um, <laughs> Tell me about uh, your James Beard nod. Yeah, we, we got a James Beard nod at Look Havo for Outstanding Bar. We had one actually in 2020 as well just before the shutdown for Outstanding Wine Program. Um, And then obviously everything was just sort of fizzling around the restaurant industry at that point. And so we're really, really, really excited to get another nod for a big category as we sort of crawl out of the heart of the pandemic. Um, So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Awards ceremony at the end of the month? So the announcements for finalists are at the end of the month and then... And then um, Chicago. mm -hmm. Basically on my due date. So Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. A lot of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. What should your customers, your guests look forward to? Like anything that you think they should watch for or that they have to eat or drink? Yeah. I think that the wine program is being managed by one of my best friends in the industry and just in life. Her name's Caitlin Kruk, formerly of Walnut Street Cafe, another woman in charge. And she has done a fantastic time putting together a bottle list. And I feel like my, old, my always the thing that I like to say as it relates to wine culture in general and in Philadelphia is like, don't be afraid of the bottle list. Get in there. Get a bottle. Take it home if you don't want to finish it. Share it. If you don't like it, we're going to open something else that you do like. But I think in terms of exploring wine, the best way to explore it is through a bottle list. So get in there. Get in there. Get the bottle. Get the bottle. Share the bottle. Meet a stranger. Pour them a splash. Pour us a splash. <laughs> it's all about the it's all about the camaraderie around wine and the sort of sharing culture. I said this when we opened Le Cabo as well. It's something that you see in wine bars throughout Europe. Obviously, I'm more intimately involved with wine culture in France, but it's something that I really, really, really love to bring to Philly in particular. I feel like it's a it's a land of opportunity and it, we're so lucky to have such a tight-knit and supportive restaurant community and such a neighborhood-focused like clientele, you know? So let's share the love. Share the bottle, share the love. How do you think that wine culture in America differs from wine culture in Europe? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I can only I can only talk the tip of the iceberg here, but I think wine culture in Europe is food culture. It's the same thing. They go hand in hand. So there's no definition between like the fact that it's alcohol. It's just something that you consume as a complementary substance to what you're eating. And so I think that I think that's the that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I think I think they're they're very closely linked food and wine overseas. Well, this is such an exciting time for you. Congratulations on the new... Well, what would you call this? Would you call this a wine bar or Mediterranean-inspired food? Like, what I'd would probably, you... I'd say wine bar. Wine bar. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new wine bar, on the James Beard nod, on the baby that's coming. <laughs> you have so much going on. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to add? No. Let's go women. That's right. Let's go. Let's rule the world. I hope that they get a lot of uh, acknowledgement at these uh, upcoming James Beard Awards. I agree. But I, I would always, always, always like to see more women in the mix. And I'm always proud of my fellow women. Right now for Women's History Month, actually, at Look Evo, we do Thursday night programming called Night Class. And we're only featuring women winemakers every Thursday by the glass. I just think often about all of the women who I know or don't know who work in some aspect of the wine industry and how inspiring they really are. So take the month seek out the the women behind the restaurants and the bars and the wines and the spirits and the beers that you're drinking and and support them and chloe grigri here at 1602 spruce street is a woman-owned business fyi congratulations on opening superfoli if people want more information or they want to look at the website what is that website it's superfoliphl.com congratulations thank you That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 